Welcome to Sprout Talk, a podcast with inspiring and diverse conversations about walking in your purpose and maximizing your God-given potential and gifts. Each week, we'll provide spiritual nourishment that will motivate you to rise up and use your empowered mindset to live a purpose and impact-driven life. Now here's your host, Glenda Rosa. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in on the first episode of my podcast, Sprout Talk. My name is Glenda Rosa, and I am so excited that you've decided to join me today. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I was born and raised in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and I currently reside in Florida with my wonderful husband of 20 years, Luis, and together we have a handsome 15-year-old son, Luis Jr., who we call Jay. And of course, I can't forget our two doggies, Pongo and Koki. Some hobbies that I enjoy are listening to music, watching Golden Girls, going to the beach with a good book, listening to the waves. As a family, we love to cruise travel. And since I was little, I loved this, but especially now as an adult, I absolutely love everything planners, stationaries, and pens. I just feel like that allows me to have some creative release. And I would like to start by sharing a little bit of my story and how this podcast was born. I've been in the Lord since the age of 12, where the Lord placed the calling over my life to preach His Word and to empower others to step into their calling. And for God's glory, I've been blessed to share His message in different places and different spaces. In my spiritual journey, and even in my growing process, the Lord began to minister to me about some things that He wanted me to do and some dreams and plans that He had for me. And while they sounded exciting, can I be honest? I thought to myself, I don't know about this God, because immediately fear and comparison whispered in my ear that I was not qualified. You see, I've had many of the top of the mountain victories, but I've also had many in the valley defeats, many hurts and disappointments. And those things kept me paralyzed and stagnant for many years, but they didn't face God. And throughout the years, he continued pursuing me to fully surrender into my calling. I knew in my heart that that also meant surrendering my fears of judgment and comparison. So in my eyes, that seemed impossible because I had allowed those things to be my companion for a long time and their time in my life was up. I kept telling God, Lord, how could I, being so imperfect, be called for such task? I know that there are more qualified people in your kingdom to do this work. And I kept bringing up many reasons, which of course, they were really excuses, of why I couldn't do the things that he was calling me to do. But his love for me and his grace was so persistent. And I continued serving him. I continued preaching his word. I kept serving my local church. I felt like my life was okay. But there was a constant reminder that he had more for me to do. And throughout the years, I've heard many sermons. I've attended numerous women empowerment conferences and I would leave with an excitement about what I heard. I don't know if this has happened to you. You go to a conference, you come out, you feel like you could conquer the world. You wanna preach to every single soul that you see. 
And I remember there was one conference that I attended with my friend, sister Shamika, where I felt the Lord tell me, okay, now that you've been empowered, now that I have empowered you, now what? Where do you go from here? What do you tool, What do you do with the tools that I've given you? But of course, my list of excuses kept growing. But why me, God? I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing. I knew that stepping out of my comfort zone will have a cost. And I remember that day driving home and the Lord continued pounding on my heart saying, if it's not you, then who? If it's not here, then where? If it's not now, then when, Glenda? He said to me, it's already in you. I've created you for this. And with tears in my heart and in my eyes, I began to realize that I was being so hard on myself because I just couldn't embrace the idea that a loving God could look at me and look past my mistakes and still want me to do more for Him. But to be honest, a few weeks right after that conference, my life routine went right back to normal. And I don't know if that happens to you. You know, you come out of the conference and you're really excited. You take notes, you buy the books, you take the t-shirts, you take pictures in the lobby, and then nothing. I had put all those thoughts and dreams that the Lord was giving me little by little, I put them in the back burner because they just seemed too big for me. But the truth was that the more that God spoke to my heart, it began to reveal a spiritual crisis in my life that I now identify as identity deficiency. I have become accustomed to believe that Glenda's identity had become defined by the roles that she had as a wife, as a mom, even as a preacher, as a daughter, as a sister. And I had lost myself in the things that I was doing and not being. I became so involved in those roles that I neglected the woman of God he had created me to be and what his purpose and plan were for my life. And don't get me wrong, those things are part of my life. They are part of my core being, but they're not all of me. Have you been in that position? where you feel like God is calling you beyond what you are to other people. But of course, God is a God of strategy. And through healing, part of his strategy was to begin putting people in my life that could see in me what I couldn't see in myself. He wanted me whole. He wanted to heal me as a woman so I could become a better mother, a better wife, a better friend. The Lord began transforming my heart by healing the perception that I had of how he saw me and how and who I was in him. He created me with a unique identity, a unique purpose, and a unique voice. He brought me back to his word to reaffirm who he was. And he brought me to Solomon 4:7, where it says, you are altogether beautiful my darling, beautiful in every way. And that also meant in all the areas where I failed. He brought me to Proverbs 31, 25, where he said, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. 
I looked up the definition of dignity and it and it's also worth. He looked at me. He clothed me with worth and value past my mistakes, past my imperfections. And one of the things that I understood was that I was going to be able to laugh at the days to come, that the pain that I was suffering at that moment did not define my future. Because I understood that even though pain endured through the night, my joy was coming in the morning. Isaiah 62.3 says, The Lord will hold you in his hand for all to see, a splendid crown in the hand of God. And let me tell you, for the enemy and those people that are expecting you to fail and never get up, God will exalt you. Proverbs 31, 26 says, When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. And I want you to realize that it says when she speaks, and not if she speaks. Because God is sure that you will get up, and you will use your voice for His kingdom. Proverbs 139, 13-16 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of me, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God took his time to create me and to create you with love, with value, with gift and purpose. You are, I am, God's masterpiece. And that is what Ephesians 2.10 says. You see, God wanted to use all parts of me the stories of my victory at the mountaintop, but also my tears in the valley. I wanted to hide my pain, but God wanted me to expose it. I didn't understand that the lesson that I learned during those happy and not so happy moments were all part of his purpose to transform me, but also to restore others. God had an assignment for me. He had an assignment for me in someone's need. Someone out there, someone out there had a need. And that need had my name on it, my experience on it, my story on it, my voice on it. And I finally surrendered to God and I said yes. But fear continued knocking at my door. And the questions continued. Okay, God, I said yes, but where do I even begin? Where do I start? I don't know half of the things that you're asking me to do. I don't have a degree. I don't have education. I don't have the skills to accomplish any of this. But I should have known (laughs) that the God that calls you, prepares you, and equips you. There was a word that God kept bringing up to me, and it was Isaiah 43, 19, that says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Some commentaries state that the phrase spring up in this verse refers to when plants sprout or they come forth. And I decided to review different Bible versions. And one of them says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. It shall come light 
to light quickly. It shall come to light quickly. Another one says, I am going to do something new. It is already happening. Another one says, look, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. And I love the message version that says, be alert, be present. I am doing something brand new. It's bursting out. My friend, don't allow the lies of the enemy to mute you and mute your potential. That potential, the Bible says that God is doing something new and that potential is coming to light quickly. The enemy knows that that potential, it's already happening. That the pressure that you're feeling, it's because it's bursting out. This is your season to sprout. You see, God wanted me to transition from being in a state of dormancy to growing and producing. It's the same as a plant that is alive but not actively growing. Are you alive and not growing? Are you alive and not thriving? Are you alive and not flourishing? Let me share with you when I had my sprout moment. On a Sunday afternoon, I accompanied my husband to the garden center of a local home improvement store to buy some soil. You see, my husband decided that he wanted to start growing some vegetables in our backyard. And the soil was on sale. So we said, hey, let's go. My husband is great at growing vegetables and plants. And sadly, I am not. I love plants, but I don't have a green thumb. And the only plants that I have are some succulents that he gifted me because they were very low maintenance. <laughs> As my husband looked for the soil that was on sale, I began a conversation with the salesperson about my little succulents. And I mentioned to him that one of my succulents was growing and that I wanted to put it in a bigger pot. And I thought that he was just going to point me to where the pots were so he could make a sale. But to my surprise, he gave me some warning advice that would change my life. He told me three things. Number one, be careful with moving the plant before it's time or it will die. If you move it to a bigger pot before its roots are strong, the space and the elements of the bigger pot will exhaust it. The plant will have to work harder than intended in order to grow. Number two, make sure that the soil in the new pot where you're moving your succulent to is appropriate to that type of plant because not every soil is for every plant. He explained to me that, for example, in Florida, the soil is very sandy. So some plants will grow for only a period of time, but then they will die due to the elements in the soil. He said, we have soil that is specific for your succulents because they hold moisture due to the succulents not needing watering as often. And number three, he said, once you move it, don't touch it. Don't mess with it, leave it alone. Let the soil do what it needs to do. He continued explaining that once the seed has been planted, it is the nutrients in the soil, together with the time that it has to be in darkness, that will force the shell of the seed to break. It is then that the root will come out and it will dig deeper in the soil. And once the root is strengthened, it will push the stem to sprout and break ground 
to flourish and produce. Wow, his advice really changed my life because I now understood that just like the succulents, there were moments in my life that God allowed me to be in a specific place, in a specific time, because it was part of my formation, my development, and my growth. And when going through those moments of darkness in my difficult valleys, I remember crying out to God many times to take me out, to move me. And I just couldn't understand that it was all part of his plan. You see, the darkness had its purpose, and it was to produce in me perseverance, character, and hope. This man's advice also made me understand that the soil where I was planted did not have the appropriate nutrients to allow me to grow according to God's design for my life. I needed to embrace the importance of the right nutrients, the right relationships, the right leadership, the right perspective, the right guidance, even the right direction and right education. When I felt that my ministry was over, that I had lost my voice, that nothing was happening in my life, it was because God was taking me through a season of stillness. That where I saw it as defeat, it was really preparation. That I saw it as isolation, but it was really separation and development. And through that, my vision was becoming clear. God had prepared spaces for me to use my voice and my experience, and I needed to get out of my own way. After years of reciting Jeremiah 29:11, everyone knows that verse, right? For I know the plans that I have for you. But it was now in this moment in my life that I understood that in order for those plans to be accomplished, I had to go through a season of darkness, but that was really in order to produce hunger for his purpose and urgency for his presence. So at the age of 39, I wrote my vision down and I decided that it was time to take the first step. It was time to break ground, to sprout. I enrolled in school to pursue a degree in business administration and human resources. And it hasn't been easy, but I can assure you that I've seen the hand of God, his fingerprint working in my life and putting all the pieces together for his purpose. Because it was now that I understood Esther 414. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. So I don't want you to listen to this just as motivational, but I want it to be transformational. I don't want you to just feel good about what you're hearing. I want you to feel challenged. I don't want you to react. I want you to respond to God's call. I want to let you know that the purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to stand and embrace who God created you to be. I want to motivate you that while you're struggling, allow God's process to shape you and prepare you for the next level. And finally, I want to challenge you to take the first step in your calling, to maximize the potential and the gift that God has placed in you. And this is important because there are people assigned to you that will be affected by your obedience because your voice is the only voice that they can and will hear. 
So I want us to have authentic, real, honest conversation about what is holding us back. And one of the greatest lies that sometimes we believe is that it's too late. And at some point in our lives, we all feel like we missed our chance. And we can even be, be tempted to believe that we've disqualified ourselves. And think like me, that our best days are behind us. But I'm here to tell you, if God did it with me, he can do it with you. Nothing that you've been through is wasted. I know in the Bible we've heard the story of Joseph, that he was thrown in the pit and God promoted him to be in the palace. But I want to fast forward to his life right before he died. He had a conversation with his brothers in Genesis 50, 20, where he said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. All for good. He told them he brought me to this position so many could be saved. And I want to tell you today, my friend, that God intended all for good. Everything that you've gone through, your pain, your disappointment, your hurts, your rejection, and all that God is going to use for the position that you have today, to the space that you're, that you're taking today, this moment, in your home, at work, at church, in your community, even in your gym. Why? Because a lot of people need to hear from you because they will be saved, they will be transformed, and they will be restored. So what are some of the things that God is calling you to do? Is he asking you to return to school like me? Is he asking you to start a business, to lead a ministry at your local church, to lead a volunteer group to feed the homeless? I don't know. Maybe it is to start a podcast, to start a blog. Let me tell you something, today is the day. Today is a new day. And God's desire for you is to be awakened with divine inspiration. And what I now know is this, it was always in me, but I only saw it when I took the first step and I said yes and obeyed. And I've learned that whatever the seed is going to produce, whether it's a plant or tree or fruit, it's already in her while it's still in the form of a seed. But it is not until the moment of sprouting that is revealed what was on the inside of the seed. The Bible says in Ephesians 2.10 that we were created to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He prepared a lot in us for us to do. And I don't know what stage you are in your life, but I want to remind you that it's in you. It was always in you. Greatness is in you. Purpose is in you. God's presence is in you. The Lord wants you to take the first step. Get connected. Get involved. Get plugged in. Rise up. It's time to sprout. Blessings to you. See you next time. Thanks for listening and joining us this week make sure to visit our website, sprouttalk.podbean.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you were blessed and found value in this podcast, we'd appreciate your rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. See you next time.